Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Achievers, this is episode 67 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name is Sasha Black, and here with me every single week is Daniel Wilcox. Yay! <laughs> oh, my computer is being loud again. Boys are back in town. Good start. The boys are back in town. Yeah, why fucking not? I was always one of the lads, lads at uni. Lads, lads, lads. Um, I'm not even going to bother to silence my computer. Like people can hear the aircraft taking off right now, and that's fine by me. The aircraft. Oh my god. Uh, right. So, uh, check in. Are you remembering how to run an episode? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been so long. <laughs> Months since I've done this, and I'm like, who am I? What are we doing? Uh, how was your week? Because, like, Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that anymore. Like, we, I used to know the answer to that, not anymore. You abandoned me. So, my week has been good. (laughs) It's been, been um, I'm trying to like not say that every episode. Like, (laughs) of course, it's been weird, but I think, uh, unusual. More than weird. Let's do like an unusual <laughs> week t-shirt and just find synonyms for, synonym for weird. Week, yeah. It's been an atypical week. Um no, I I've had a week in which, you know, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts and I did put a video up on my Instagram yesterday basically saying that Joe, you know when you see a particular brand of car or like you're looking to buy a car and suddenly the only car you ever see is that car. Yeah. It's that for me, but with focus. So like I mentioned before, I had a coaching call with um, the Better Faster Academy and one of the things they spoke about in there was focus and just getting stuff done. Mm. And then Have I listened to a podcast this week. Call for this month, by the way? No, I've, I've jumped out of the Patreon for this month. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, and then I was listening to another podcast and then it mentioned in that about focusing and then it gave a really cool acronym for um, focus, which was follow one course until success. And it's one of those things that the more I let myself think about it, the more I am enjoying, <laughs> sorry, I've got cinnamon in the back of my throat still. <coughs> it's not COVID, it's cinnamon, because of the cinnamon challenge, but people haven't seen it on Facebook yet. <coughs> it was horrible, we'll get to that. Um, follow one course until success. And I am slowly in the process of peeling back lots of stuff. And I feel like I'm kind of like shedding layers of my skin <laughs> until I can finally get to the thing that I really want to focus on and go whole, whole hog into that. Um, so that's kind of been my week. I've, I'm switching up how I'm working. So rather than the last few weeks, I've been working on basically three projects at once. I'm now focusing on this one project until that's done. Then we go to the next one, just smash it out and just throw myself into it. Mm. Um, and hopefully, number one, that will give me some wins to give me the wins to keep on moving forward. But it will just help me make progress faster is my is my hope so it's been a lot of that um it was my granddad's birthday yesterday so we went out for a meal which was lovely God, i remember and... your granddad's 80th birthday so uh, he must be 80 year, yeah. yeah because that was mm-hmm. the day that our sugar no sugar competition stopped because yes. i was like well he's eating sugar now so it's game over because i ate scones yes 
<laughs> and they were delicious and well worth it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was his birthday yesterday. We went out for a, a lovely meal, which is very, very weird. I was talking to him because my sister came along as well. I was talking to her about, I have this real uh, trepidation with social situations right now. So I saw a friend last week and forgot how exhausting it was just to sit and talk to someone for an extended period of time because I stayed at it overnight. And it's one of those, like, I can't just leave. We have to just keep talking until one of us gets tired. And then um, I know some of the people who I'll be talking about now I'm seeing this Sunday, but I'm meeting up with a bunch of all three friends on Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's been about 18 months since we last met up. But at the same time, there's this real kind of... Um, like just gentle bubbling anxiety of being in a situation in which I have to speak to people and be in a group for a while. Are you an extrovert? I thought I was. Okay. I don't know that I am anymore. So I've been having this really interesting, I had I, I had this interesting conversation with Helen Scheurer last night. We mm-hmm. have like a semi-monthly like Zoom catch up. So for listeners, Helen Scheurer is the author of... Um, the Heart of Mist series. She's releasing A Layer of Bones. She's a very good six-figure author. Um, and she's cu- actually coming on the podcast next week. Um, nice. Or this will be the week after, I think. It's my next week because I was in the middle of recording this week's episode, but that's going out next week. Anyway, time is a lie. What's the point, Sasha? The point is, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about this very thing and I think social interaction has changed since Covid but more to the point we were talking about the fact that some social interactions are rejuvenating and some are draining and Mm -hmm. the thing that I have noticed is that like so for example we met Chloe's newish friends I met them for the first time um, and uh, we spent like the whole day with them by one o'clock in the afternoon I had managed to like slip down their kitchen cupboards and just sort of I was in a mushy pile on the floor cuddling their dog because I was just fucked and I was like yawning and I was exhausted by like one o'clock I think we'd only been there like sort of two or three hours but because they were new people they're not in that inner like boundary of security it's not that kind of relaxedness around exactly whereas I spoke to Helen who technically I've never met in person, but, you know, we've had multiple like chats now and we chat over other social media and probably for about two, two and a half hours last night. And Mm -hmm. that was rejuvenative, rejuvenating anyway. And so like, I think there is a difference between like the type of social interaction because sometimes when I see you we drain each other because we're doing like strategy days and then other times we see each other and actually it's rejuvenating like when we had lunch in the pub and like I went away Mm -hmm. really you know full of beans after that so like yeah I I'm looking at social interaction in a really different way these days and I think there are some types of interaction like when you when people are in your security comfort zone generally that is a rejuvenating Mm. type of interaction but when they are new people or when it's a work situation or when you have to be more switched on like when you have to be daniel wilcox best-selling horror author that is like exhausting (laughs) (laughs) and i will i will reiterate just for um the people who i do know listen to this podcast who i am seeing on sunday i am very much looking forward to it it's not that i'm not there's just i think I think it's just something to acknowledge after, you know, 18 months of real social interaction. Yeah, like we are not. And the world's still confusing. Like it's, you know, do you book places? Are some places track and trace? Like how long can you stay in certain places? There's all that kind of stuff piled on top of that. So yeah, yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Exactly. So um, 
Yeah. How about your week? Yeah, my week was trying. I've got my son isolating today as the last day of isolation. Oh, wow. Flashback to a year ago. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, and we'll get to this in the weekly confessional, I had to just readjust everything because um, I think I was slightly ambitious <laughs> for this week. Um, he's been a really good boy. Really good boy. And, you know, I'm very grateful that he's such a good boy. Uh, but it is difficult because when he's at home and in isolation, I instantly feel like I should not be working and that I should be just playing with him all of the time. But I am in launch month. I have, uh, all right, completely honest, I have a, a, a some financial pressure around this launch. I have to hit a certain amount of money. And um, that so that is adding additional stress. And then to then lose a significant quantity of working time a couple of weeks before the launch it um you know i i've had tension headaches most of this week um it's now affecting my sleep i didn't sleep last night um you know i i'm stressed <laughs> that is the that is the answer if i'm honest i'm really fucking stressed i really need to meet a certain goal i don't know that i'm going to it's you know pre-orders you get some pre-orders but most people don't pre-order so you never know what is you know it's pre-orders are not necessarily indicative of what the response will be once it's launched but also it's often sort of predictive um they're not where they need to be i'm feeling like i'm not doing enough um you know this time last year i like i did not realize but i launched on the 29th of may and moved house on the 10th of june like that how i did that i don't know how i did that (laughs) but um like i did that and i feel just as stressed this time because there's the additional financial pressure but then also there's like covid pressures um well to be fair we were in covid last year as well but you know we weren't oh i think we were isolating i don't actually know how i did it last year because i feel like this year it's harder um but maybe that's more time to think about it this year yeah but also there was less financial pressure on the last one like I needed to do well but I didn't anticipate the response to the last one but now because I had that response the competition in me wants to beat it but then Mm -hmm. of course also financially I you know I, I need to make a certain amount of money so yeah I'm feeling stressed because I'm not getting the amount of work done that I need to and I had done more by this time last time if that makes sense so yeah I'm I'm just life is fun yeah I'm feeling it so uh next in then is success of the week so that's me isn't it that's called a level up Uh, so my level up that I'm choosing is Holly Line, and she says I got to number one in four categories across Amazon with my first in series, which I think is fantastic. I think that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and I hope you took a ton of screenshots, um, and yeah, a ton of screenshots because that is a thing you need to remember. My folder's full of them. My every yeah. book's got like screenshots from wherever it ranked when it launched. Yeah, I haven't. Um, ever gone back and looked but i do take the screenshots as well do we have a new patron we do hello Josette taveras thank welcome you welcome to the nla tribe yeah thank you so much for joining us and 
we would normally have a NLA live patron Q&A, but this month we are foregoing it. <clears throat> I hope you can forgive us. Uh, both of our diaries are just clashing and we can't get a slot. Uh, so we're going to have a slightly longer one next month uh, to make up for it. Yes. So, yes. All right. Thing of the week that you have enjoyed. I'm going to go for... Um, so... People who listen to this podcast probably know that I run a like writers group, um, which we meet on Zoom twice a week. I lead sessions, people sprint. It's called Wilcox Writers. And um, not only did we have sort of like a slew of new people jump in, which is really, really awesome to, to meet some new people, um, but we've officially got a trailer for the group now. So over the past two, three months, um, one of our members, Sam Frost, has very, very kindly offered to jump in. She's interviewed people, she's pieced bits together and she's come out with this amazing trailer. It's about five, it's about five minutes long. Um, but it gives you like a real insight into what you can expect from the group. So if people aren't sure about what it's like to be part of an online writing group, everything's kind of answered in there. And um, just, yeah, I'm really, really excited because we're going to start promoting that today, which is last Friday, if you're listening to this on, on the day of release. Um, are you going to so post hopefully it? We'll have seen it? <clears throat> are you going to post it on our NLA? I can YouTube. do. I think you should. I don't right. see why you shouldn't. It's there I'll too. Plaster it everywhere. Yeah, do it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm so I'm just happy with how it turned out. Like it's really representative of what the group is, and just how um, willing the people who are in the video were with their time and their efforts, and how how kind they've been. It's just yeah, it's, it's, I'm really really happy with it. Cool. You've not so, seen it, yet, have you? I have seen bits of it. I haven't seen it mm. all the way through. I don't think. Um, so the thing that I have enjoyed <laughs> is myself. <laughs> this is going to sound so egotistical. Well, egotistical, welcome to NLA After Dark. I literally don't care. So um, in recording my audiobook, I made lots of boo-boos. And as I'm sure you can all imagine, my boo-boos are R-rated. And uh, so for a bit of fun, a few shits and giggles, I, every time, well, so I didn't do all of them, but I pulled out some of the best boo-boos and I dropped them into an outtakes folder. Uh, <clears throat> and I shared that outtake reel with my patrons and oh my God, like <laughs> the laughs, like people were literally crying with laughter. And um, I have cried with laughter multiple times listening to it. And I sent it to like a couple of other people and um, like I've had people tell me it's literally made their week. And the fact that I've made somebody else's week has made my week. Um, like, yeah. So like uh, it is Simple so obscene. Excuse me. I sent it. You never see each other. Uh, sending it over. And just, I sent it to like, everybody. I don't even queens, like, are, so we, are we even friends anymore? You, like I just don't know. Just don't you know. didn't even bother to react to the fact that I sent it to you. But I didn't sent it. it. I sent it in educated people. throw it into a group chat and then assume. You did not even reply. You didn't even acknowledge that. Because I've been busy, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking Well, welcome to the last episode of NLA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so y'all need to reel yourself in, Daniel. Um, But I will send it to you again. Um, Yeah, so that I loved. Literally loved it. Comments. I love it. Before we do jump into comments, um, I kind of briefly mentioned it. I did, for, for people who are interested, because um, I said last week on the podcast that I was going to do the cinnamon challenge, and I was very, very aware as we came to the recording that I hadn't had time to just jump in and do it. So I have now done the cinnamon challenge 
in solidarity of the people who failed their challenge, weren't quite up to doing the Simon challenge. It is horrendous. <laughs> like, I didn't think it would be so bad because it's a flavour, do you know what I mean? It's cinnamon. And I thought it'd be kind of like a little bit mushy and whatnot. It does not. It, every, every single flake just like goes into every single part of liquid in your throat and just immediately just like, just dries the back of it. So well done. I, uh, a special shout out to um, Scott, Cassie. And there was someone else that did the challenge, wasn't there? Wasn't it Maggie? Oh, I didn't someone. see. I didn't see it. I only saw two videos. I'm pretty sure there's another one. Um, I'm 99% sure. That. Anyway, we'll check that. But yeah, I, I did it and it was horrendous. So we, um, we've not said about the next Level Up Challenge, have we? Because we are going to be talking after this recording and we're going to be posting in the Facebook group what the next challenge is for July, August and September and what the failure task shall be. Because we've got to work out what our things are going to be for the next few months. It's going to be difficult because we have summer holidays and children. Yeah. Okay. Comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, last. Well, gone. Well, I did mess up the order. Technically, it should be weekly confessional and then comments. Well, let's do weekly confessional then. Okay. Sasha so... will continue launch tasks and report back how many she's done. Continue editing the audiobook and report back on progress and continue her morning sessions. Okay. So partway through the week, I had to message Dan and be like, bitch we need to change our tasks um and this is because getting up to write when you have a child that's got no routine because they're isolating and not going to school anymore means that you don't really get writing time um so I messaged and was like uh, I'm out from that task because it's just not happening um I did continue to do a bit of reading on that project, which is mostly what I was using those morning sessions for anyway. So I feel like I did some of the work, but I did not lay any mm. new words down. So, however, I not only continued working on audiobook edits, I finished editing. Um, nice. And yes, so I have <laughs> a number of corrections to make. <laughs> But yeah, it's quite a few. And uh, I actually feel like it might be more once I do the proofread as well, because uh, I've learned a lesson that I cannot sit down whilst I am recording because I pop too many peas. Whereas when you're standing, for some reason, you don't pop the peas. So I may actually have to re-record some whole chapters. It's going to be very annoying. But anyway, um, I will make that decision in proofing. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, I finished editing and um, I was going to get in the audio booth yesterday and I just, I actually can't get work done when he's here. So um, I, to save myself from feeling like I failed, I just took the decision to move it to next week when he's back at school, because it's just too much. It is just too much. Um, and then on the other thing, on the launch stuff, um, might come into a bit of this conversation the, with the question of the week. But yeah, I've been doing loads. I have um, scheduled the mother load of, um, what's it called? Uh, well, I haven't scheduled it, but I wrote the mother load of like social posts and I've got um, Becca scheduling everything. Um, I also in the last week set up uh, paperback shipping and I, I can now offer signed copies from my website, which is awesome. I've never been able to do that before. So that is super exciting. And that actually was a bit of a debacle uh, trying to get that done. But I'm really excited and it is really worth it. Um, 
I'm sure we can talk about that at a different time. But yeah, so um, I'm trying to, I have done other stuff, but I'm drawing a blank now. But I, I have most, I did more launch stuff than I expected, more audio stuff than I expected in order to make up for the fact that I just, I can't get the writing time when he's here. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. So, <laughs> as I mentioned at the top of this episode, I changed how I work this week. So Dan will continue migrating his books across dashboards. I have done that. My eBooks for it's three of my books that I'm transferring across dashboards. The eBooks are up. One of them is synced with the paperback. So the reviews are still there, which is awesome. Um, because for people that haven't done this, the risk is that you pull your books down from one dashboard, they disappear from Amazon, you lose your reviews. And then when you go into republish them, it's like a fresh book. And I don't want that. I want to keep my reviews. So two of the books are unlinked. So I've got a contact author central and link those and then migrate the paperbacks. Um, my children's book is proven to be a freaking nightmare because it's full page art. And for some reason, the specs have changed slightly since I last published a paperback. So I'm having to try and fix that. So I've been doing that. Uh, edit 10,000 words of when winter comes. I have done zero and uh, continue saying stuff of ghostwriting, just about sketching the plan for the thing. I have not done. So I have a suggestion. Oh, we're I both think, known for a forfeit, aren't we? <laughs> I think what we should do is put it up on um, the Patreon, uh, not the Patreon, on the Facebook group, do a poll. I think we should both do a forfeit together in the same room. And I think that what we should do is put out, and we'll be, we'll be very careful about this because I know how evil some of the people in that group are. I think we should ask for suggestions from the people on the Facebook group and the Patreon. And then out of those suggestions, we look at which ones that we're happiest doing that aren't like going to you know alter our appearance or get us incarcerated. And then we put it out to a vote. Cool. I have a suggestion. That we for... don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have a suggestion for what we can do. If we're going to do it in the same room, you will have to stay at my house to do this. Um, but uh, if we're in the same room, have you ever seen um, like there are YouTube videos of like drink or not? Um, and we can get people to submit questions and if we could do a live one yeah and if we refuse to answer the question (laughs) we have to drink a shot i think this would be fantastic like a like a live yeah. never have i ever yeah like a live never have i ever and it can people oh, can geez. ask difficult questions about publishing or about whatever they want to ask and we can also think of some questions for each other that will make each other cruel and then yeah if i think this yeah. would be a fantastic profit so yeah is this what we're gonna do yeah oh okay. shit son <laughs> why did i suggest this oh crap Oh. Just have to sort of date to make that happen now. Yeah, yeah. I think so it's that... filled with fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Nervous laughter. Okay. Okay. All right. So, did we do comments? Uh, we haven't. So, last week's question. Well, I had the comments. Where have they all gone? Oh, there they are. Uh, last week's question was: What three things will you accomplish by the end of 2021? That was weird saying 2021. Um, and Lynn Reed says, I will have my author website up, write two more short stories and publish my first novel. Yeah, I tried that pacing myself thing for the cinnamon challenge and decided it's not for me. Cute idea though. Um, Harry Brooks put, great podcast guys. I love the interaction between you both and your different personalities. I'm so bad at estimating time and setting completion dates for writing projects, mostly because I'm still learning. I think definitely just a big part of the learning process. Uh, but I think writing it down like this and telling you guys will be great motivation. So here goes. Number one, 
finished my first full-length book, including editing, a title, a cover, and find three advanced readers, which I love. Number two, complete an outline for a fantasy book. Number three, set up a newsletter with a sign-up link on my website. Now I need to quit my job and lock myself in a remote cottage with plenty of coffee and cake. Mm-mm. Um, and then we had Caitlin Duncan, who says, number one, publish my first and second self-published books. Number two, finish drafting the second book in my YA series. And number three, outline the third book in said series. Smash it, Kate. You can do this. Uh, Scott picks cinnamon from his teeth and then says, I'm scared to voice anything out loud in front of you two after the cinnamon challenge. But here goes. And let me reiterate, people who put an answer to this comment aren't committing to anything yet. That will come. Uh, Number one, self-publish something. A short story or novella or anything to get over the hump. Number two, finish something novel length. And number three, create a basic author landing page slash website. Reading all of that, I feel like I could do that over a quarter if I got over some fear slash perfectionist issues. Something for me to think about. And then thank you to other people that commented, including Kerry, Jackie, Meg, Ida, Victoria, Cassie, Ember, Chelsea and Emily. Cool. I think we do it um, as a NLA extra for patrons. We can obviously share it afterwards, but that's how we make up for not doing a thing this month. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then patrons get to ask the questions. Um, we could do like we did last time where people could watch it live on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. The p- patrons ask because they'll be on the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Let's do okay. that. Um, okay. So question of the week. Right. Well, in episode 50, I asked, oh, well, God, you research. asked, no, it was you, I think you asked, what should you say no to? Um, you said you should say no to niggly to do's, uh, helping doing. So you said you're, you're a helpful, I'm going to word it correctly. You're a very helpful person. You like helping people, but sometimes helping people, uh, takes up a significant amount of time and energy that has no, uh, like obvious return on that investment in terms of your business. Um, so, uh, you have to say no to things that don't benefit your business. I said I had to say no to distracted working and say no to yes. Mm-hmm. We uh, That episode went live on the 16th of March, which means uh, we probably recorded it about around the 10th. It must have been around my birthday that we recorded it. Um, so it was three months ago. So my question is is oh no I didn't actually like (laughs) word the question I know (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm such an idiot okay so episode number are we Sasha 67 so it was 17 episodes ago right so how was that three months I don't know I don't fucking know it must be more than three months ago then (laughs) anyway it's not the point okay so the point the question is I suppose um, and you can answer this in either way you want. So it's, I'm just gonna have to waffle. It's either how has your relationship with no changed since that episode, or what is your relationship with no like now, or like how have mm. you developed your relationship with no? So we'll think about the wording for the question, but I'm throwing mm-hmm. that at you. I think, I mean, I think it's, it's, like you say, it's an evolution. It's a growing process. And it's something that I'm getting stronger at. Um, and I think part of that is the clearer your goal becomes, the easier it is to deflect stuff that is going to distract you from that particular goal. And 
I think it's a process of over time as my business has grown, I've, I've tended to say yes to lots of things because you never quite know, you know, what's going to yield back and what's going to return. And I think as time goes by, you tend to get a bit more acute to, like you said, what that return on investment is going to be, whether, whether, even if there is one, um, because I do love helping people. I don't always expect something back. Like for example, I had, um, it was really bizarre. Yes. I had two very, very specific self-publishing questions come through my Instagram DMS and they were ones that, you know, ideally they're questions that would be useful for people who are, you know, involved in coaching or a power hour or something. I just answered because, you know, I had a bit of time to spare. Like it's nice. They, they asked in a, in a way that was sort of polite, um, which I didn't have to do because that's a use of my time. But I think one, I think I'm getting a lot better at it slowly. And I say slowly because as I said, I'm still shedding a lot of stuff that I've said yes to, to, to bring that back into, to, um, what I want to focus on but I think if you have the more the clearer my goal as I say, the clearer my goal gets the easier it becomes and I think as well I've I've started sort of setting boundaries and rules over who I'm happy to help and when um and also the type of work that I'm happy to help with so I I'm very ambitious if someone like for example um I'll call that she doesn't listen to this my sister with her nutrition business like I've helped with a bunch of her design stuff and I'm very very happy to help because she's my sister but I do severely underestimate how long it's going to take to do particular design things and obviously like when you send stuff back like it's really easy for me to design a thing and send it to a person but then I always forget that it's going to come back with edits and things that want to be tweaked and oh well what about how does it work with this and then it's just more questions so I'm becoming more and more aware of the rolling stone of saying yes and how that helps and the thing that I have found most beneficial is just blanket no to stuff so I am similar to what you did a couple of um, months ago I'm reaching a point in which I'm just going to say no to editing like full stop because I I can edit and I can take editing clients and you know there's there's sort of money in it but at the same time it's um, it's a real energy expenditure on myself that affects the other parts of my business that I do want to get to mm. and it's almost so like someone amazing told you not to do that I really wish they had. That would have been really useful a few months ago. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you know, it's growing, it's getting better. Um, I think as you grow with confidence in what you're doing, you feel less bad about saying no to certain stuff. Like I've seen quite a lot of requests pop up for different things. Um, and I have just had to shoot back and say, I'm really sorry, I, I don't have time for this. And before it used to feel like, well, you know, you could help like what is it that you're doing really that is that important that you couldn't just spend five minutes helping this person but as I say you get to a point where you realize no no that will take it's not it's not just time it's energy energy like yeah I forget people's birthdays a lot because I just don't have thinking space outside of the stuff I've got to concentrate on you forget people's and names too I forget people's names and I said to you and this is this is this is not, not hyperbole this is truth like a couple of months ago I, I cut eight projects out of my like brain I just went on the board and I just rubbed them out and went, I'm not doing these right now. They can be a later thing. Even if I don't get to them later, like it's because I'm doing something else that's more valuable. And then I had a friend um, message and I was like, oh, what are you working on at the minute? And I listed them out. And the minute I started listing them out, I'm like, how am I still doing like six big projects at once? This doesn't make sense to me anymore. So it's it's that kind of thing where I go, no, no, I, I legitimately don't have capacity to help people right now. Um, and I'm sure that will open up and, you know, things will come up and 
I do I do still enjoy helping people, but I think it's just it's I to answer the question, I've just developed much more um justification in saying no because you know I see the value of my time, I see the stuff that I'm building, and as much as I want to help people, it's just the reality is I can't unless like it's a really good reason or you know it's for someone who's within that that inner circle. I'm just gonna call you out a bit because Ow. you you are helping a lot of people already yes right um it is not that you are not helping people you are just not helping people for free oh yeah 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 that's more yeah that's, that's what i mean my, like, because it's, you are doing my wonderful time is, things exactly. exactly yeah my time is valuable now and like uh it's always been valuable oh rebel author everyone queen of darkness um i am the queen of darkness but no, you're right. And it is that it is that realization of I can and I have in the past helped lots of people to the detriment of my myself financially, energetically, like all of that stuff. Like I am, but it's that whole for me, I've I've really, really adopted that ethos of you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And you know, if I can't pay the bills, if I can't invest money into my business, if I don't have the energy to, you know, just chill out in an evening and not have to worry about stuff, then I've got nothing to give. And then it's just, it just devolves from there. So yeah, I think that's kind of um, my roundabout answer. How about yourself? I'm very interested in this. So. Where did this question come from, Sasha? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> where did this question? Oh, we're going to get there. We are going mm-hmm. there. Um, all right. So that question was the start of a journey for me about saying no. Like I had gotten to the point mm-hmm. where I knew I needed to start saying no. And I feel like there has been a significant shift in the last three months in my business. Um, I am completely and wonderfully overwhelmed with offers for like speaking gigs, for podcasts. Like I have nine emails in my, yeah, nine things in my inbox that are all requests for my time. Um, and some of these will have a big return on investment. Some of them will have a small return on investment. Some of them will open up a new network, even though there might not be a financial, you know, and some of these are just about meeting wonderful new people. And all of those things are wonderful and an opportunity, but I'm only one person. And I used to be very worried about saying no. I used to find it very very difficult to say no to people I didn't much as if you go for me I will fucking destroy you right like but if you're being nice to me I want to be nice back okay I'm a nice ish person uh, most of the time <laughs> pull back pull back my brand my brand <laughs> no but like don't like you know it's true like if we're in a martial arts fight i am gonna knock you the fuck out but (laughs) well it's true i am if we're gonna wrestle yes oh let's do it and but if we are exactly you know you know um if we are you know friendly or you know you're a peer or you're in the community then like i do want to help you i like helping people i like being nice to people um but I have definitely tipped over the edge of how much time I have versus the number of offers and requests that are Mm -hmm. coming in. And me 
that realization of me saying no to yes was quite big, I think. And um, I have definitely taken that and I have been working on saying no. And I do, I used to, I would say like the last six weeks, the guilt has started to go um, around saying no. I used to feel very, very guilty saying no. Um, But I literally don't have time for guilt because I don't have, I I don't have time to shave my legs, let alone like, you know, feel guilty. I literally don't though. Like, this is the thing. If I don't have time to shave my fucking legs, like you're going to have to put up with a no. Um, And I listened to a TikTok this week that Kate, Caitlin Duncan sent me. And um, it was like this therapist lady who was saying that, uh, also Oprah says this, no is a complete sentence. And she was basically saying that as long as you're not rude and you're like, you know, thanks, but no thanks, then... um, it is not your pro- problem how other people yeah mm-hmm. how other people react to that no that is their problem and it makes them feel uncomfortable because um they have laid out a set of expectations for themselves or or an expectation on you and how you are going to react but if you start um trying to explain yourself then you are no longer putting up boundaries. You are dealing with somebody else's boundaries. And so it is okay to say no. And I feel like this is going to be a long running thing for me. Um, and so I, um, I have been saying no. And what is really interesting is that there are really mixed responses to no. Uh, so for example, <laughs> this morning I said no to someone. And the reason I said no, not that they know this, but is because I have, like I said earlier, nine offers in my inbox. I cannot possibly do all of those nine things uh, and still write and still run my podcasts and still be a good wife and a good mum and, you know, shave my legs. So, um, (laughs) so I said no. And I was very polite. And I just said, you know, thanks for thinking of me. um, But unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no. I got a five or four, four or five paragraph abusive email back, basically telling me that I'm a C-bomb and that I am siding and doing all of these things and basically a really horrible person for saying no to this person. And that was a real shock to me because it's the first time I've had a no response like that. And, um, it, 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 it's been a really interesting like morning for me wrangling the emotional side of me that wants to emotionally react and stand up for myself and the rational part of me that's like nope your boundary was no you are entitled to say no and you do not have to explain yourself to anyone mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. um and and so yeah like I feel the conclusion that I'm coming to is that something has shifted in the last 17 weeks to make me more comfortable with the word no Mm -hmm. in a way that I've never been comfortable with no. And I think it comes back to what you said right at the start of your answer, which is when everything is aligned, when everything is aligned and you have the right focus, saying Mm -hmm. no becomes easier. 
And I really agree with that because I think since I shifted my goal to production and not money, Mm -hmm. it is easier to say no. So like this distracted working, I am actually significantly better at working in a non-distracted environment now than I was back then, I feel like okay, this week aside, not doing the morning sessions, you know, I have been putting the morning sessions in, I am going to be putting them in next week when he goes to school. Um, You know, I have been doing other things like writing in a more focused way, switching things off or writing in sprint groups where I um, pick one task and I, you know, anyway, so suffice to say, I feel like I have actually really worked on this and uh, I'm really proud of myself and I'm really proud of you. I'm really pleased that I feel more comfortable with the word no. I have never been comfortable saying no. And I I feel like I am embracing no. And I, it's always, I'm still going to, you know, I think it's, we, I will continue, have to continue to work on being comfortable with saying no. But um, I'm a million miles from where I was. And I like no. Yeah, we, um, so a couple of things just to follow up on that, because obviously we had a chat about this scenario this morning. Um, and I think one of the biggest takeaways I got from, I, can't, I think it was a Gary Vaynerchuk thing where he was talking about people who leave like negative things on Twitter and these people that argue. And I think we've all been in social media discussions in air quotes for people on the podcast um, where, you know, people have very, very strong opinions. And then you're like, that's not right. So you put your opinion back. And it just evolves into comment after comment. And the thing that I took away from that is when you do get those kind of comments, there's no point fueling the fire because the people that leave those kind of comments are people that do this for a living. Like they're mm. good at it. So when you do get those kind of responses back from like a simple, just, you know, guilt-free no, it is a case often that it's, it, the response isn't about you at all. It's mm. about something else. It's a projection of what's, what's going on in other people's lives. Um, and in fueling that with an emotional response and you know like you said kind of wanting to stand up for yourself like there is that pride part of it but that's not going to get you anywhere Mm. like the best thing you can do in that scenario is just literally come back with exactly what you said before and say like oh i'm not going to reply okay oh yeah no i've decided i'm not replying and the reason (laughs) i uh, because i was because i was accused of certain things i was like i need to defend myself i need to you have no idea about I literally have no fucking clue what this person is talking about. Like not even like one iota of a of a clue. I was like jaw dropped at the email because I just had no idea what this person meant. Um, but yeah, the reason I'm not going to reply is because that person has already made their mind up. They've already decided mm-hmm. that I have some opinion that I have no idea about. And <laughs> whatever I reply with, there is going to be a response back because... Yes. Um, that that person wants the last word so have the last Mm -hmm. word stew in your anger over me because that is your choice and that is how you are choosing to react emotionally to me even though I'm just really fucking busy and I can't say yes to everything and that is the only reason I said no but it just I am going to share the link to the TikTok in the show notes because it was so mind-blowing to me listening to I literally watched it about 18 times in the last week because um yeah because it it felt like one of those life-changing moments where I was like today years old where I learned this thing you know um and 
yeah. So I, yeah, I've decided not to reply because uh, I went and spoke to Chloe and Chloe was like, that person is going to turn themselves inside out with rage because they've decided a thing. And I, and so Chloe was like, you're, you will win by not replying because, yeah. you know, so I was like, okay, yeah. So, so I'm just not going to reply because yeah. also yeah. like, why should I waste any more time on that when that person was just mean to me? Mm. So, yeah. There's also, like you say, when it's when people say, like, if I'm, and I had this a lot at uni, like I got really peed off at the people that would just list excuses. I'd rather you say, sorry, I didn't have the time to come to the thing rather than, oh, well, I was sick. And then I missed the bus. And then there was this. And it's like, stop pouring this story on me. Like you didn't come and that's fine. Um, but the other part on, on that kind of comes back a little bit to what I was saying about, about rules. And I, I got that from um, Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin, who, so Tim Ferriss has a rule with speaking gigs where it's basically whoever, so when he, he doesn't do speaking gigs anymore, but when he did, it was a case of, he never really knew what to charge people. So his two rules were whoever paid the last highest price, that was his standard price. And anytime that increased, that was his then set price. And once you set a price, it's a non-negotiable and either people pay it or they don't. And it just gets mm-hmm. rid of all of the fluff of negotiation, and everything else. And he said, the only other exception to the rule was if it's a charity gig, he does it for free because they're your two rules. Seth Godin, I believe it is, um, I'm pretty sure Seth Godin, although he has blood. Anyway, uh, Seth Godin as a blanket rule, or is it Tim? One of them as a blanket rule doesn't blurb books. So it doesn't matter how many books you send over, they do not blurb books. And that just removes, it takes the, the center of that decision from you and assessing a situation to an external thing and just says yes or no. Is this an opportunity that's <clears> going to do X or Y? Okay, now I know the answer. And it just yeah. removes a lot of that that thinking space and that brain space from you know the the actual decision itself. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yes, so much the the automatic response because that is the system or rule or I love that so much. I am mm-hmm. going to have to go away and like intellect on that. The other thing that is happening with no is that I am seeing boundaries where I didn't see boundaries before, um, mm-hmm. and this also comes to that TikTok. Um, and although I don't have relator in my top 10, because I don't have any relationship strengths in my top 10, relator is one of the first ones that I do have. So that is how I relate to uh, people. But relators are very clear about boundaries. And I feel like I am starting to see lines in the sand where I didn't see them before. And mm-hmm. um, there are certain people in certain circles and certain people who are not in those circles and that's okay but it changed the rules of engagement and it changes mm-hmm. the interaction and how much you can do for those people um i'm learning so much about myself it's been a moment. few months for you like. yeah it has like i feel like the, the whole boundary thing is a whole nother week and episode and I, you know we the question was about no but um it's my question <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there is a lot going on right now in my brain as well. So uh, can you help me word this for listeners? Because I don't quite know how to word this question. So the last, what was the phrasing of the last question? Episode uh, what should you say no to? What is your relationship with no? Okay, cool. So listeners, what is your relationship with no? Um, and how are we levelling up our business this week? So... I will be finishing 
a current project, which I won't specify what that is because I can't. Um, I will have that finished. It's the thing, isn't it? It's a thing, Dan. No. It's not the thing. Annoyingly, yeah. these, like, I've realised that I need to clear some stuff off before I can fully invest my mind in the thing. Right. Like, okay. I'm, it's, it's, it's like slowly rolling forward. Yeah. But I feel like I just need to shed this other stuff before I can go like, and just shove it. Um, so I'm going to finish one project. Um, and then... Uh, it's going to be... Oh. Mm. <laughs> no, wow. focus, focus down. <laughs> I'm going to do uh, 20k ghost written words. Okie dokie. Uh, what, so what was the other thing? You said you're going to do 20k ghost and what? And finish my current finish stuff. mini project. Finish. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am only saying one thing this week because I don't really want another forfeit. And also I just think, so I can tell you what I think I'll be working on, but I'm only going to put one task down. I also feel like trying to avoid forfeits really isn't the point of this podcast, Sasha. Hello, who just suggested the last forfeit? Thank you fucking... I feel like someone was teetering on trying to pull away from a forfeit until someone went, I'm going to do one with you. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I definitely offered to do the cinnamon and then I just took things to a whole new level as we're going to do drunk fucking questions. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. So the things I'm going to be working on are recording the mistakes for the audiobook and hopefully getting it done. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, and uh, launch stuff. So the thing that I'm putting down is the launch stuff because I have a lot, a lot, a lot of launch stuff still to do. So um, I pretty much don't... The reason I'm reluctant to put the audiobook down is because I'm under so much time pressure now for the launch that really I ought to focus on just that. But also I'm so mm-hmm. close to pushing the audiobook over the line that the achiever in me is like, just fucking finish go, 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 go. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But realistically, I'm not going to put that down because if I have to sacrifice doing that, I am going to in order to get the launch stuff done because that is my one focus. So my one focus is smashing out launch stuff this week. Um, yeah because I would like to be done by the 22nd when the Becca's conference starts. So I have like two Mm. weeks to get everything done for launch stuff. Um, Go get it. Yeah. So I will be working on that. I feel like there was one other thing, but never mind. Yeah. Pre-order eight steps to side characters. You can buy the self-publishing blueprint. All the links are in the show notes, including, which we didn't realize we hadn't even put on there, our freaking website. So if you want to find out more about us, it's on there. All right. Awesome. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become... Next level. Authors. But I don't know that I'm ready to commit. I'll, 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 I, I have a problem with commitment. I don't like commitment. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> to what? <laughs> to past relationships. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ready to commit. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to commit.